You sitting around doing a podcast with your pals the other day. <laughs> that, was, that, was <laughs> that, so that was so good. Right? <laughs> say that some of that should tip you off to what we're going to be talking about today, but welcome to Writing the Nerds. Uh, say a topic might not be considered much of a nerdy one, but this show's fucking gold, so... Oh, it is. So, you know, come off it. Figure it out. You figure it out. <laughs> I'll figure it out. Fucking figure it out. I'll fucking figure it out. All right. Peter Patter. So, but uh, with me here, as always, are my co-hosts... Tiger! <laughs> Refugee. And Save me, please! <laughs> <laughs> RBG doesn't quite... He's had a little bit too much Ontario in his diet for the past <laughs> week. <laughs> Which, if that's what it takes, you're fine. Have fucking... you gotten to the bird of beef yet? <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. The bird of beef? Oh, well, of course. you got to always have bird of beef. Yeah, Americans won't ever, won't ever accept the malt vinegar as a condiment. Four, four, yeah, minutes, four minutes grilled on each side, and if you leave fucking grill marks on it, dairy, so help me. <laughs> yeah. oh. Two minutes, so S&P, two minutes. But, yeah, so today's topic, of course, is letter Kenny. Everybody's favorite Canadian, but good lord, you can substitute it for damn near anywhere in the I was going to say, it's probably the only Canadian show, but Degrassi really kind of has a big following. It's Degrassi. Whatever. All right. <laughs> it's Canadian 90210. So. Wasn't Drake on that? Yes. Yeah, yeah. He was a wheelchair kid. <clears throat> yeah. I wish he was still a wheelchair kid. Aw. Don't hate on Drake. I can't drink all I want. He can't dance. <laughs> hey, I'm white, Cruz so I have an excuse. <laughs> He's half. He's half. <laughs> He's still got the half that counts. <laughs> oh man. White people shouldn't dance. <laughs> right, no, that's not true. I've seen some white people who can tear. I say just right, just to bring it count. just to bring it back to Larry Kenny on that one. <laughs> can confirm. <laughs> That's a... confirmed. Oh Jesus! <clears throat> Who knew that this show would hit so hard? I mean, I saw—I was telling you guys about it. The first time I saw anything of it was face people posting clips of it from Facebook, like the cold opening, <laughs> the yeah, uh, two hockey players coming to the produce stand the other day. You know yeah. that, and we watched that before we started the show. So I don't know. It just. Uh, leave it to Canada to have like just a gym like this. I don't know. RBG's over here just shaking his head. I don't think he gets it, but I don't know. RBG, how long have you lived in Indiana? This feels like it's in Indiana, but it's not. It's in Canada. Yeah. I've been here for four years at least. Oh God, I've been off and on. I've been here off and on since '94. And so. I have never fucking left. <laughs> Thirty-two years. Oh. It's not. It's not that I don't get it. I, I I totally get this show. It's just. It's just old. It's a lot of stuff that is like really, like really, like who does that? And that's that's. Well, that's a small town me. mentality is what it is. It's all it is. I mean, there's five thousand people in this town allegedly. I don't know. I don't even know if Letter Kinney's a real place, but it's amazing. Uh, Scare. Well, it, population 5,000. Yes, it says there's, uh, there's what, hicks, yes. hockey players, it's skids, kids. and yeah. Christians, and yeah. these are their problems. Yeah, and I, I swear to God, like, the oh. home, my hometown has 5,000 people in it. <laughs> All right? You said that very, very Wayne, like, my hometown has 5,000 people in it. Right? And we're the kind of people who, yeah, you could... You could pull up to somebody's truck parked in the high school parking lot and they'd find a gun rack. Like, I know <laughs> these people are my people. 
Like, I understand it. And I grew up during the meth boom, and Indiana's, oh, like, the capital of it in the U.S., so, yeah. I don't know. I'm pretty sure that's still New Mexico, but... God damn it. <laughs> Indiana, get crack and take it back. Wait. No, we don't want that one. Take yeah. it back. Nope. Sorry. Take it, Take that back. <laughs> yeah. Let Walter White keep it. But, may, but, but for me, though, I'm, I'm a Southerner. <clears throat> like, a true Southerner, not this Midwest Southern. Well, see, okay. so am I. Okay. I will, I will say this. Perry County, Indiana, down below, like around Evansville, those areas, is the. You're still getting the deep south with a tad bit of northern sensibility occasionally, but it is very rare to find. I was going to say, it's just enough to be assholes. <laughs> like, we still appreciate grits and sweet tea, but at hey, the same time. Yeah, like, and not to mint, like, not, not I mean, what. Not what some East Sons of Bitches up here call sweet tea. I'm just going to throw it out there. No. We're, we're talking about the, it is six parts sugar, sugar one part. Syrup. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's basically tea syrup. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but I lived my first ten years of life in Charleston, South Carolina. Okay. So I know the South. Uh, and then back and forth between here and Lafayette, Louisiana. So, But I've lived here long enough to see the small town mentality. Mm-hmm. And even Bedford's not as small as Letterkenny. Bedford's 15,000. Mm-hmm. So it's about three times the size of Letterkenny. But it, it is ever, like you can throw a rock and hit a meth head. Like, it's, it's that bad. I even saw a meme the other day. It says, everybody thinks growing up in a small town's quaint. It just means you watch all your peers turn into drug addicts. And then there are cows. You know? I mean... Yeah, essentially, it's that's. I mean, the big hangout place in Bedford for teenagers is the Big Lots parking lot. Actually, I think they got kicked out of there. I think they hang out Walmart parking lot. That's what I say. Walmart is what it was for our group. In in the show Letter Kenny, the skids hang out in the dollar store parking lot. Yes. Like yeah, that it's it's always a parking lot because for some reason. And here's the thing about I never understood about where I grew up was that the main parking or the main parking lot people hung out in was either the pool, which is a couple blocks away from the high school, or the high school parking lot, which was in the middle of town. (laughs) And they would smoke weed, they would drink, like they did all. They do burnouts. They still do burnouts and stuff, and and that's why I think they got kicked out of the big lots parking lots because they were doing burnouts and all that. Right. Um, And they were pissing people off. But yeah, I mean, I've seen so many fights go down. You can go over there in the when I was in high school. You could go to the Big Lots parking lot and watch every kind of drug deal known to man. I'm right. pretty sure people were having sex. There were fights, burnouts, and this is a parking lot. It's like, what are you doing? Hey guys, as you're listening to this, he's exa- he's describing exactly Letterkenny as as he's describing his life because this these things are in Letterkenny. Actually. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Everybody hangs out at one local bar, yes. like or well, in the case of the town I grew up in, there's there's quite a few bars. A lot I was gonna say Bedford. Bedford has a lot of bars. It's it's a big thing, but yeah, it's. I have a lot of input on this, but y'all continue. What's your input? Let's hear it. <laughs> I feel like y'all have not been to like you say you grew up in a southern town. I grew up in a southern town, but my school was right next to a cornfield. Both schools that I went to. Anybody okay. who got into fights, it was right after school, right after it let out. They'd go to the football field and fight over who was sleeping with whose cousin. <laughs> then you go down the road to the local bar where you see everybody in town like almost Kentucky. every single Friday That's, night. Sounds like and Kentucky. Which also, I was I a stone's throw away from. And I've actually seen it bleeds over. go to school on their fucking horse. What is it? Not Kentucky? just a truck yeah. with uh, a Kentucky shotgun rack hanging up in the back. No, a full-blown horse, lawnmower, 
I've even well, seen people Danielle. like show up on a parade float. Clearly, just to go to school. I know what Southern is like. You well, we're I talking about you, Southern. We're talking about small. No, see, you I'm still have. About small still you've too. got Northern Southern. Like I swear to God, when you get the Ohio River. In Indiana is where the Deep South starts. I don't know that because you can it also really call does. that a panhandle down there, mm-hmm. and panhandle is a its own type of fuckery. Like that's I, okay, true. The like, two different schools I went to. My first school that I grew up in was in southern southeastern Indiana, uh, and I grew. And if I would have stayed, I would have graduated with a graduating class of fifty six people. Hey, at least that. When I moved to Monrovia. I graduated with almost 150. So people. when your high school band did stuff, would they do a comma? <laughs> right. Yeah. Just curious. 52 so people. I know what it's a lot like easier to, to get 12 people in lockstep than it is to get 55. <laughs> I know what it's like to be Southern, and Letter Kenny is like the epitome of Southern. Yes, oh, yeah. I will agree to that. Despite the but fact that he's in Ontario, whenever, Canada. Whenever your whenever some of your classmates would ride their horse to school, would they take the Old Town Road? <laughs> I don't know. You actually have to ask most of them, but they're probably hey, I'm pretty stuck sure. in their mother's basements drinking ice cold cat piss <laughs> and probably watching my, some really hey, weird ass. My dad I legitimately grew, made liquor. Yeah, my dad legitimately made like homebrew and moonshine. Like moonshine, I can, huh? and he did once. It turned out to, it was a terrible experiment. But, <laughs> Burned so, that good, huh? Well, I just had to throw yeah. my two... I'm pretty sure I could strip the varnish off one. a speedboat like this. It just reminds me of the Matrix. It's like, it's good. this is good for two things. Degreasing engines and killing brain cells. Yeah. <laughs> or eyesight, because I swear, like... It, I, yeah, I don't know right. what it is about liquor, but I'm a better pool right. player when right. I draw. Ah, so letter kidding. <laughs> yes. All we, had a, we had a derail of uh, small townisms. Kind of. I mean, but it's all present in Letterkenny because I can remember, you know, it, the skids. I remember that, but I, I also had the school in junior high. I got to watch a meth lab get busted across the street from English <laughs> class. Like, Whoa. it was in a storage unit. It was That's great. Unique. That's unique, right? I mean, there have been so many. In Bedford, there's been so many meth fires from yeah. meth labs going up. Like, I've seen houses that have been there for, like, a hundred years go up in flames or no, because I don't think somebody's it, cooking meth. I don't think it actually got busted. I just think the cops were there to survey the scene afterward. It got busted the night before, but there was still a meth lab in the storage units across the oh, street. Oh, yeah, there's, like, you got to have hazmat yeah. come and all kinds but, of stuff. Yeah, so it was... I mean, that's the kind of stuff we're looking at because, was it, the character <coughs> Skid Stewart has a meth lab in his Stewart. mom's basement. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I was actually telling, I think it was your wife, maybe not, maybe you. no, it was your wife. Probably was mine. It was your wife. I was telling her that I was gonna say, if they, I wife, like, Stuart becomes like a benevolent <laughs> drug dealer later. It's kind of hilarious where they're doing the GHB, but it can detect yeah. if somebody's trying to date rape you and stuff. Right. <laughs> oh, and his girlfriend from America, from the United States. Yes. Who gets shipped up no there way. because she's into drugs. And she, of course, druggies will find... They, they have a nose for it. They can sniff each other out. Mm. So... It is impressive. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> but, yeah, I mean, it has all the southernisms you could ever want mm. in a show. And it kind of gives those, you know... <laughs> I guess to quote one of their 
little diatribes, but some of those people in L.A. L.A. Yeah, to, uh, you know, a good idea of what it looks like in the middle of the country. Right. Uh, one of the other things that uh, even me and my wife say is like, uh, to be fair. To oh, be yes. Fair. <laughs> to be fair. I to be fair. I, I wasn't actually driving. <clears throat> I was listening to the music. I, I do love those random things they do like that, though. Pitter patter, let's get at her. Texas Ties 10 4 there, good buddy. <laughs> Bonnie McMurray. <laughs> Bonnie McMurray. Alright, so let's get into some of the characters. Basically, the two main characters. Four, if you really want to go at it. Because yeah. you see the four of them yeah. the most. Well, yeah, fucking get after it. Let's, let's get after it. Uh, we got Wayne. Do we ever find out their last name? It's just Wayne. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. So we have Bonnie McMurray one. and uh, what's his name? Just McMurray. Is it just McMurray? That's far as I know. Yeah. And it's weird, weird ass. They are into some kinky shit. It's, it's terrifying. <laughs> because hey, the don't only... knock it before you try it. What? I'm not a swinger, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've always grew up. Never knock something unless you try. Unless it's I mean, drugs, then obviously. I'm pretty. Much, I'm pretty sure my wife I would just. Be, drugs. I say she don't look at me. Don't. <laughs> I think my wife would just cut my balls off. If and we, say she's. If I mentioned that, she's speaking here. I got nothing to do with that shit right now. <laughs> like that's uh That must be something they do in LA. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, LA. Everything's better. <laughs> 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 Oh, yeah, we're having fun. Uh, so we got Wayne and Katie. Katie. Yes. Katie. And then we got their, their brothers. and Riley, and then we got well, Shorty. Well, let, let's go with the Hicks first. Well, we got to get got the Hicks it. out of the way, because they're, they're the main characters. Legendary. Or we got Darryl. Darryl. Yeah. I think it's just Daryl, but they it's call Darryl. him Daryl. Yeah. Yeah. So we got Derry, and then Squirrely Dan, who I think is my favorite, because he's always so low-key, just super kinky. <laughs> Yeah. Well, she sticks her fingers in my bum. <laughs> it's like you, you had that before. Well, he. It sounds like he used to be skid <laughs> because uh, Daryl's super soft birthday when they're talking at the end. He's just like, "You ever Hoovered Schneef off this?" Like, <laughs> yeah. He's like, "I Hoovered Schneef off the collection plate in the rectory." <laughs> and then the conversation goes to that abrupt end where he's just like, "Know what dick dingers are?" And just like, "Yep." <laughs> <laughs> I walked around after I saw that the Hoover and Schneef. I walked around after I showed it to Randy, I should say. I walked around going, I hoover Schneef off the collection plate in the rectory. <laughs> I did that just I would just randomly say it. Uh, and it's so hilarious. Like this show started out as a web webisode thing. It was just a few minutes long and they do a couple of things, kinda like the cold open. Yep. And they do those. And then it was just it just kept building and building until it became a full on show. They, yeah, I mean, the cold opens are amazing. Oh, absolutely. Especially for the fact that all these characters, even though they seem like they should just be stupid archetypes, you know, like, they're all incredibly intelligent in their own way. Right, they are. Even if you can't understand half of what the hockey players are saying three-quarter of the friggin' time, you, like, you know that they know what they think, yeah! <laughs> right? I Fuck feel like gay, boys! What are you talking I like... I like they like 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 I love my wife. Was <laughs> it the Fisky? Was right? Fisky? Yeah, no, the because I'm just thinking of the ah, gonna go there with some of those snipers in the city boys. Yeah, big city snipes boys, dirty fucking dangle boys. <laughs> like, no, we, you know, I don't know, but 
half the reason I like the hockey players is just the fact that they're mouthing off from the bench. Constantly. That's all I feel, I feel like the hockey players do is mouth. I feel like everybody in Letterkenny does nothing but mouth off to each other. Yep. Uh, it's great. I mean, the first episode is, uh, you know, a couple hockey players show up to the protest stand the other day. Yep. <laughs> it's like... And starts off, yeah, just... It just goes full tail boogie into it. It's, uh... uh I don't know. It's hard to... I know you probably memorized that whole part. Just about, yeah. <laughs> I, I tried to... shit in my head. I've tried to memorize all the best insults from that show. Oh, it's so good, though. I need to do that. So, my favorite character in this so far, though, since I've been initiated into this show, guys, um, is Katie, because... She is the girl who you never really know if she puts out or not, but she gets the most. Oh no, she definitely puts out. <laughs> she, gets, right? she gets, she gets oh, the most yeah. oh. um, connections in this in this whole show. I like, mean, because you you find out some of her standards are incredibly low, though. Oh, yeah, I mean, she's low. pretty much. I'm pretty sure she's damn near fucked everybody in Letterkenny except for Wayne, <clears throat> Gary, and Squirrely Dan. Right. Yeah. And I think you know, in the first movie. episode, she's dating the two hockey players that drop her off, <laughs> Jonesy and Riley. At the same and they're time. dating at the and, same time. And she does threaten them a couple times, like, make me walk down the laneway again, you'll be pulling your own horn. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, that, yeah. And or, then there was the, what was it, the... the When they're talking about the guys that Wayne's going to fight in episode two, and they bring up Radass, just like, and Derry's like, why do they call him Radass? Because he's got a real hairy ass, Derry. And Katie all of a sudden goes, can confirm. And walks up. <laughs> She's just super thirsty, I mean... I think the only one who's thirstier oh, is Gail, the yes. bartender and bar owner, yes. who is just so thirsty. She wants so much of Wayne. She is beyond thirsty. A lot of people are thirsty for Wayne in this. Well, even in the uh, Letterkenny talent show that they do, where Wayne is the uh, one of the judges, she does a monologue that they say is from Gladiator, but then Dickens has to go up and correct himself because it was actually from the porn parody Glad He Ate Her. <laughs> yes. I want to throw this in real quick because from a female's perspective, okay, I'll agree with you Gail, yes. She is one of the most thirstiest women in the whole entire show. She's constantly pumping. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like Everything is Katie in and Bonnie are like the two girls in the show who know they got it they know they can get it wherever the fuck they want Bonnie to. is thirsty but, for Wayne. Oh, yeah, yes. she's definitely for thirsty for Wayne. We all know this. But I feel dairy. like he's that type of girl who's like, you know what, if I want something, I'll just get it myself. No big deal. Or men just flock to her because obviously she's attracted. Yeah, and I mean, she goes she both for that. What was it? Was it the Lint episode? Or no, uh, Patty's Day during Lint was like the get out of jail free card. And she had given up, uh, Katie had given up sex for Lint. But St. Patty's Day, it didn't count. She goes with the girl in the bathroom to fuck. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I feel as though that Katie is like that bottle of water in like the middle of the desert, and any single guy or even lesbian or pop anybody, or, you know, anybody in general, they just flock to her. I'm gonna throw so. this out, and Katie's just pan. She'll just take yeah. what she can. Get. Which they they mention in, or actually, Gail mentions in one episode where this guy's. She th- Gail thinks this guy's going to cheat on her, and she says something to the fact of, what was it, just like, you ever think about stepping out on her, you're going to have every guy 
and girl in Letterkenny come after you. <laughs> and that is exactly what happens at the end of the episode. She catches him cheating. Wayne has already heard about the cheating, and he's got a whole freaking oh, yes. redneck army clearing in, ready to beat the hell out of the dude. So okay, we got to, we got the the Hicks out of the way, mm-hmm. who are I would say the, I would argue in the main characters. Yeah, oh, everything are. happens are surrounding Wayne. Right, Wayne and Katie, uh, more Wayne than Katie, but and then he's two best friends, Squirrely Dan, Nigger. Legendary. Uh, so we got the skids, and we only really find out. I mean, I know they say the other ones' names, but the only two you really need to care about are Stuart yep. and Roldy. Uh, and Roldy is very much in love with Stuart. And I'm sorry, you have to say his name like that every yeah. time. Stuart! Stuart! <laughs> Which, um, yeah, and the skids are amusing, if only because they. Stuart is like a pseudo intellectual. Yeah, he kind of is. He knows a lot about a lot of things, but he's so burnt out on meth that he basically just rattles a whole bunch of shit. I would argue he doesn't know a whole lot about of a lot of things. He knows a little bit about of a lot about a lot of things because dealers do. Oh, fair point. Dealers, you got to think of how many people dealers come into contact with, and they all all walks of life. So Stuart probably knows a little bit about a lot of things. Uh, I hate to use this, but a friend of mine, uh, my roommate in Louisiana, his girlfriend's best friend was a dealer, and he tried to argue with me over mead. I make mead. So there was no arguing with me over it. He was trying to tell me how it, how it came about originally. I was like, no, you're wrong. <laughs> so, But yeah, it's just, I don't know, dealers are... Yeah. Are interesting people. I mean, they they see all kinds of walks of life. They have a clockwork orange vibe going for them in the show too. Oh yeah, the, yeah. the, the Stuart, tweakers. Yeah, the yes. Stuart definitely wears the bowler hat, but they all wear those matching black overalls. Right. Except the only thing they do is occasionally cause mayhem, but also <laughs> they play just, video games a lot and dance in a dollar store parking lot. Yep, they uh, break dance, and I'm going to say that with quotation marks. I know you guys yeah. can't see my fingers out there, but. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they're breakdancing. And Stuart is a DJ. Um, <laughs> a very... I mean, I don't know. He gets better, I guess, as the show goes. Yeah. Especially when he's not getting threatened. Like right. the wedding episode. Yeah. yeah. And Stuart also has the... Uh, what was it? A Red Bull... Tall boy can a Red Bull-sized penis. Yes. Yes. That's the... Because Wayne says that with the utmost trepidation coming outside just like I just want to say it I saw Stewart's penis <laughs> it's like a tall boy can of Red Bull and Katie's like what <laughs> yes Katie is suddenly very interested in Stuart well they dated briefly at the end of the first season they yeah the, the skids kick him out and yeah. he goes and lives with Wayne and Katie yep. yeah that was fucking hilarious oh, oh man yeah. especially when the hockey jocks came by to pick her up and and Wayne was like, "Oh, you missed." You said something smart, smart. He was. He said. He said to them what they said to him at the beginning of the first season. It's just like, "Here, your sweetie, dump judge." Just like, yeah, must yeah. be a real kick to the knockers, bro. He just says that exact same thing to him. <laughs> it's like, did you just hold a grudge? Right. <laughs> but what's really weird, and I don't know if any 
anybody else has caught on to it yet. But the other two tweakers in the background, you don't even know their names. I think yeah, they yeah, do no. say their names, but it's so rare that I can never remember them. Yeah, I don't even And I, there was one tweaker in the beginning of the whole entire... And I say tweakers in the nicest way possible, so don't at me. But I... <laughs> there used to be tweakers or tweakers. I don't give a fuck. Tweakers. There used to be five. Shots fired. And over time, it only became four. Yeah, I noticed that so one where disappeared. did one of them go? At the end of season two, he left. I don't remember why. Yeah, I don't know why. It, it was yeah, after there was one that took off. It was after that schism when Stewart finally regained control of the skids. Yeah, and then they basically just threw him out. There's like a yeah. whole whole scene in season three where they just destroy all the stuff he left behind. Was that yeah. before or after Fart Book? After Spark Book was season or was episode three, season one. Yeah, Spark Book that was great. I've seen way too much of this show. I can't help it. Oh yeah, it's actually I take it back. I haven't seen enough of it. I've seen every episode probably I've like three or four times. I've not seen the final season, um, but I've seen the first <laughs> four seasons at least five times. So oh yeah, I think we might need a moment of silence for Rayshon over here because that poor man. Is I think we're so breaking Rayshon. He has had an overdose of white people. I think he and said I'm he had so too much sorry. Caucasian. That is not true. It's just the show itself. You have to, I have to oh, it's so It's a very hot <laughs> oh, show. Very I have to knock it myself too because some of the stuff just blows. It goes over my head. So I have to sit there and take it in Take it in episodes. So, you know, six, six episode inoculations. I'll get there eventually. <laughs> I mean, the, the seasons are only six episodes, so you can burn out a season. Right. And, right. and then, you know, give it a couple days and go through another season. There you go. Uh, I love that. that they're... I love and hate that. The seasons are yeah. real short, and so you can just burn through them real fast. Because they're only like 30 minutes, 35 minutes long mm-hmm. each episode. So, But once you're done with them, you're like, oh, it's over. But you could get, I can see where you get burned out on it. Um, so, yeah. It's just, it's, so for me, it's the silliness of it. Oh, because yeah, some of the stuff that they, that they say and some of the stuff they do is like, is this teenage humor? I mean, like, what the? But at the same time, I understand where they're going with it, and it is it is a very um, how can I say? It's that kind of small town mentality backward though, yeah. like you know. But it's also educational because they give you a lot of really great pointers on things what to do and what not to do. Because like, if I could think of. I mean, even just the fart book episode, it's like, my dad still finds farts hilarious. Because oh, I mean, everybody. Everybody should. You don't there have to... There was an episode of uh, Lucifer was like, every comedian has an itchy butt joke. Yeah. You know, everybody think you know, there's a reason. I remember George Carlin always had a segment of fart jokes in yeah. his stand-up. So, well, I mean, yeah. you know, it, they're hilarious because, I mean, just from their nature, but... Right. You I, know. Think, I think there's only been one thing about the show that, that really I didn't, that I didn't like, that... I still sort of, it still sort of bugs me, but I'm getting over it slowly because I know it is a character, and that is Gail. Because like everyone oh, said, yeah, Gail is, Gail in the beginning is the only black thirsty. character in there, and she's, she's beyond thirsty. Oh yeah. Oh, that woman. Because I mean, like they, like we said earlier, she does hump. Like she's literally grinding. Continuously, constantly, constantly when she talks, she grinds. And it's like she is. She's it's definitely like it's like she's in heat. I'm like. Can't nobody be in that much heat. And if you're in that much heat, that means you ain't getting any. If you ain't getting any and you're the only black person in this town, maybe you need to go to the town over. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know she's getting some because in a later episode... Well, oh, the fucking McMurrays. The McMurrays, you find out the McMurrays are swingers and Gail's right. the only one that sticks her... Well, and you Gail also and, uh, find out her Gail safe has, word is... has a very <laughs> specific 
things that she will and she will not do when it comes to the Swinger episode. And I'm afraid <laughs> that she knows what she wants. And no. You know, my it's funny favorite. that she zeroed in on the swinger. My f- <laughs> well, I mean, it is the McMurrays. The, it the is McMurrays. The McMurrays. My favorite part of that is when she's going over her ground rules was basically, there are no ground rules. <laughs> Except she just goes, but don't look me in the eye when we get started. Otherwise, <laughs> things will get aggressive. And then she immediately throws the caveat out there, too. And just like... <laughs> But play is by request only, oh, and yes. I will request it. Oh, that is, gosh. you're right. She's beyond thirsty, and her character kind of creeped me out at the beginning. In the very beginning, yeah, she did me too. And then I got used to it because I'm sitting there thinking, like, she might be the only positive representation you have of a business owner right. outside of Wayne. And even at that, anytime Modine's like Modine's, that's it. Yeah, Modine's the bar that she owns burns down like three times. Well, yeah, it's Modine's, Modine's two, and then Modine's three. Yep. And each and time, one season she's not in it, and she, it's a different bar. Yeah, she takes a sabbatical. She goes to South America on a uh, what was I think they said a singles tour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she she goes down to South America. I, clearly, she's doing well. I mean, I imagine. Wayne and his friends keep that place afloat by themselves. You know. Give him a fucking puppers. Right? What was oh, it? Bottoms God, up, Stormy. super chieftains. Stormy and Stormy's puppies. That's all I gotta say. And oh, I, yeah. Those cute the little puppies. puppies. And I can add on to this. I mean, and since we're dealing with Canada, that representation in certain parts, in small town Canada, is sort of true. Um, I was telling the guys here that I have a, um, a First Nation friend that lives there and she lives in Squamish, and um, if you know anything about Squamish, it's near uh, Windsor, which is a favorite. It was before they, it probably still is. I've been there in a while, but it's a famous ski town. Oh, and yeah. um, so you have a lot of hill jacks, or as you call it, <laughs> as we call it, rednecks. Um, yeah. <clears throat> there in Bogans in Australia. It all fits. And, and when you live in where she lived on the res, or she lived right off the res, but we have to go on the res because her brother lived on the res, and. Pretty much, when I went to visit her, I was literally the only black guy there. So, of course, I got all the attention. Because <laughs> I was the only black guy there, but then come to find out, there was another black guy there um, who was married to a First Nations person. And, um, yeah, I can, I can get where in this this show being a representation only, could you, you literally find... Not to, well, not to mention, it's a comedic representation. It, it is. It yeah. is very, so it's probably it is. very over-exaggerated. Oh. Um, very over-exaggerated. Which... But I, later on in the show, they're, you know, they're slowly integrating more African-American characters. Oh, yeah, Rosie and, Rosie and uh, Bradley, right? Wasn't that his name? I think Bradley? No, no, Rosie ends up with Wayne. Yeah. Yeah. And she is the complete it. opposite of Gale. Like, she wants to stay home and read a book. Right. You know, Nothing like, wrong with that. which everyone finds suspicious for some reason. Just like, she'd rather not go out and stay home and read a book. Something suspicious about that. But Wayne is always just like, oh, it's probably a pretty good book. You know, she's like, really, really Kill a Mockingbird. Like dogs, Kill a Mockingbird, yeah. She, oh, she goes the great to the whole dog yep. rescue and everything. And I love the episode where she brings over, like, a pit bull. And you just see Wayne's face just go oh, from, Oh, Wayne like, is showing like, love with dogs. Going to this lover. little kid who just saw, like, the most cutest thing in the whole entire world just right in front of his face. I, oh, yeah. Wayne loves his dogs. Yeah, the First Nation chick used that against him. Yeah. <laughs> when, uh, with the boy with um, the three-legged dog, yeah, yeah. the three-legged. Oh, yeah. Then she went the three-legged puppy. He's like, no, yeah, 
Yeah. Oh, this thing. Wayne just making that noise there. Well, I mean, also, Wayne, let's, we forgot one of the main important things about Wayne. Wayne's the toughest guy in Letterkenny. Oh, yes. Oh, he's yeah. the toughest guy in In fact, I think the second season is just him kind of asserting his dominance <laughs> over Letterkenny in the nicest way possible. Hmm. Anybody who thought they were man enough to come take Wayne. They had to fight at the end of the lane. It was actually episode two is when he starts to reclaim that because he has to fight. Oh, was it? He has to fight Radass, Joint Boy. Oh, yeah. Joint Boy, Sled, yeah. Sled Ted. That's the other guy. And he also had to fight his ex-girlfriend's new Well, boyfriend. he didn't no. have to. It's just that guy was That's, being a douche. Uh, wasn't yeah, he that, was a douche. Wasn't that kind of his introduction back into the world of badassery? Yeah. Because everybody's making fun of him because they caught him cruising on Grinder because he got it confused with Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> no, he and was then, on Tinder, and then everybody. Oh said yeah, everybody that it says used to be that Grindr. was. Yeah. Yeah. And Grinder was a place where you find men, like men, and have. I you know, know how Grinder works. Yeah, Grinder. Right. So they, Lucifer gives his ironic, password out all the time. Ironically, ironically, when that happened, they were in a church that was. So yes. weird. So okay. So listen, we have a church here. We have a church here with the gay rebel, which has no Christian issue. Character. Yeah, yeah, let's do the Christian. He's the is he's the only one. Yeah, I mean it's yes. Glenn, the Glenn, preacher. Glenn, yeah. Glenn, the preacher. He gets yeah. kicked out of the church at one point. Yeah, because he battles with the skids for the dollar store parking lot yeah, to see okay. if the, yeah if they can preach there or whatever. Because yeah. he wants to preach the good Lord and all this other stuff. Because even secretly he they, wants to get in Wayne's pants. They agree to trade places for a day, him and the skids, and he winds up convincing them to basically think God is cool, but they think he's been doing rips all day whenever he reveals at the end. It's just like, nope, I get all my fuel from the word of God. And, you know, they, <laughs> and it completely like flips the script on him. But yeah. On the Swingers episode, doesn't Glenn stay behind too? Yep. Glenn and Gail. Well, he doesn't realize what's going on until Gail gets into what she's talking about with her safe word. She goes through that whole, like, here's my do's and don'ts, which is basically do everything. Yeah, you know, butt play is only by request. And that's when, and that's when Glenn, <laughs> Glenn was the, uh, what was he? Just like, oh, you all are in a polyamorous relationship, having sex with people outside of wedlock. Oh, I gotta go. Just like I gotta do the tell. What was it? He calls it the Tokyo Sayonara, which just, <laughs> which is just where you say goodbye to the cat and then leave. Because <laughs> that's his next comment is, where's the cat? <laughs> Gail, though, because at least she knows what she wants. Hey, I mean, yeah, there ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. I mean, humping practically the bar stool. It is a surprisingly. Bar, that's one thing. It is a surprisingly hyper sex positive character. Yeah, she has that. So that's the one thing about this show is like the sexual representation is always positive. It's not. Yeah, I say the sometimes the the Hicks can be a tad bit homophobic. Seemingly, but even at that, when they're talking about, because I remember when they're talking about getting into a fight with people, he just mentions like, "Well, you shouldn't, you shouldn't hit him if he's a gay guy, right?" Though, and Wayne just goes, "You would like to avoid a hate crime whenever possible." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So he's yeah, he's definitely got some blind spots, but again, it's also a, it's an accurate representation of your average hick too. They got some blind spots. Oh yeah, they do. No matter how damn woke they are, you know, like there's. And I do like the, all the fights in the handshake. 
Yeah. Yeah. All the fights. Every fight that, that uh, Wayne gets into ends in a handshake. Except I think the one where the guy knocked him down and he got back up. I don't think they shook hands. No. Yeah. <laughs> fucking 10 ply, bud. <laughs> Although, I swear, Wayne is my inner monologue sometimes because being a socially awkward dude that I am. <laughs> fucking 10 ply, bud. Every now and then. I'll picture when Derry in that first episode just goes, hey guys, look, a four-weaf clover, make a wish. And Wayne goes, wish you weren't so fucking awkward, bud. (laughs) (laughs) Wish you weren't so fucking awkward, bud. I can hear myself talking to people and I'll say something and that'll be the first thing in the back of my mind I hear. I think everybody Uh does that because I've caught myself. I'm like, god damn, I'm awkward. Uh, Wayne, I don't feel okay. (laughs) (laughs) So... Alright, so let's get into my second favorite group of people. The hockey players. Yes. Riley, Jonesy, and my absolute favorite hockey player, Shorzy. God, yes. Oh, I fucking love Shorzy. (laughs) Oh, God, he's amazing. Have you met Shorzy yet? I'm a man. In the the show, where you're at. Well, I guess you never see his face, but... You never... It's Wayne. Yeah. It's okay. very much Wayne. I sent you that compilation you yesterday. The Shorzy too, compilation, the... the best of Shorzy. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck my entire fucking life. You <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, Fuck you, Riley. Jonesy. Fuck you, Riley. Fuck you, Riley. <laughs> Fight me. See what happens. What's going to happen, Shorzy? Three things. I hit you. You hit the pavement. Ambulance hit 60. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Shorzy. <laughs> Fuck you, Jonesy. <laughs> I made your mom so wet that I just said, what was it? I made your mom so wet last night that Trudeau deployed a National Guard unit to stack sandbags around my bed. <laughs> my water bed. Right. <laughs> Fuck you, Shorzy. Fuck you, Riley. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you, Riley. Your mom likes blood play like I like ice cream. Let's get some fucking hogging oh, dogs. <laughs> Fuck you, Shorzy. <clears throat> yes. He, By he the is, way, guys. Shorzy uh, is just the mouthiest, greatest comeback artist ever. By oh, the way, yeah. one of the hockey players is actually a Disney kid. <laughs> yes. Which one is? Riley. Riley? Okay, what's he, he play, from? He plays... Um, di- um, Descendants. Little, Descendants. He's Gaston's the, son. Yes, Descendants. Gaston's oh, my God. Yeah. I haven't yeah. seen... I've seen the first one, but I haven't seen yeah. very many of the others. So I found that ironic. <laughs> yeah. Descend- watch Descendants 2 and Descendants 3, and you'll see him pop up in those some of the most awkward choreographed dance battles... Or, sorry. <laughs> so, awkward choreographed battles air quotes uh that you'll ever see yeah uh movies have a solid premise but sometimes wish you weren't so fucking awkward but hey r.i.p that cameron kid i mean yeah died. actually yeah. last year way too he young yeah, he, he, i think he just turned 21 or something yeah. stupid. it was ridiculous yeah, yeah he yeah. was ridiculously you know, Epilepsy. Epilepsy. on the rise too which is oh yeah you he know. was very much on the rise so well, yeah. i remember when the kids would watch Disney and stuff. He was. I remember seeing him as a little kid. Because he was on yeah. that show Jesse as well. Yeah. yeah. And bumped. What well, was he on bumped? Yeah. Um, I don't no, think so. Because the only one was Jesse. That was right. Right. Only one, uh, I think you're thinking of Sweet Life. Oh my god. Zach and Cody, and then it was Jesse. Yeah. And then I think it went bumped. Yeah. They anyway. just when they trade off characters like some of the same characters. Pretty much. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> Anywho. I, I looked up, I'm looking up uh, quotes from the show with Shorzy, Riley, and Jonesy. And one I mean, of them <laughs> is Riley goes, Fuck you, Shorzy. Put a shirt on Shorzy. goes, Fuck you, Riley. Go go scoop it off your mom's floor. She gives my nipples butterfly kisses. Yes. God. <laughs> or this one. Fuck you, 
Riley. Your mom tried to stick her finger in my bum, but I said I only let Jonesy's do that. <laughs> Season 8. My favorite quote from him is, I think it's, Fuck you, Jonesy. I made an oopsie with your mom, and now she wants to name the baby after where it was conceived. How am I supposed to shorten down handicap stall in a cheesecake factory in Boca Raton on the birth certificate? Oh, <laughs> Fuck you, Jonesy. Tell your mom to top off the cell phone she bought me so I can FaceTime her late at night. <laughs> And the best part is, you find out he's not just talking a big game there either. No, because he's definitely nailing Jonesy and Jonesy and Riley. They moms. they both get a text after one of their games, just like, "Hey, have you talked to your friend Shorzy lately?" Like, <laughs> fuck you, Jonesy. I made your mom come so hard that they made a Canadian Heritage Minute out of it, and Don Keller played my dick. God, I just. The the insult machine that is Shorzy is absolutely brilliant, but it's also perfect because Riley and Jonesy, they can throw insults out there, but theirs are completely... I think, Dan, I think we broke Danielle. <laughs> no, this one is absolutely perfect. You've broken her. Thank you, I guys. She's broke. You've you broken her too far. Fuck you, Jonesy. Your mom shot comes straight across the room and killed my son. <laughs> killed my son. He's fighting fish. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Like, if. Ray Sean gets to please his son and shake his head disapprovingly. If you had to, like, how, how could you possibly just. Ray come Sean's up with, over there going, white people. Come up with that shit off the top of their head. You don't have to. That's not in my mind at all. I'm just shaking my head. Fucking the joke. Riley, I made an oopsie kit until your mom to pick up Jones and pull him on the way over to my place and double booked him by mistake, you fucking loser. Yeah. Oh, I swear. Like, he is. Oh my god, it hurts so much to laugh, but it's so I mean, yeah, he is, he's the perfect insult machine, and the rest of the hockey players cannot keep up with him. And the best part is they hate him. So anytime they find out he's going to be on the same team with them, there's basically this, no, come on, can we just get rid of this pylon already? Like the Fuck you, Betty, and your breath so bad it gave me an existential crisis. It made my gush, made me gush my whole life. <laughs> Oh, which that's actually kind of funny, calling back to the boys. Yeah. I think it was, uh, was it Betty Ann or is it Mary Ann? One of the Mary two. Ann. She's the one who gets exploded by A-Train. Yeah, because yeah, you were like, yeah. I remember when you brought that up, you're like, way to go, Mary Ann. <laughs> right? Way to go, Mary Ann. Absolutely Most great. likely person to get exploded by a superhero and get your molar swallowed like that. Oh, my God. Here's another one. <laughs> I mean, let's say... Uh, Shorzy is probably one of the best insult artists ever. It's like their Wilson from Home Improvement. But, like, dirtier. But, yeah, a horrible human being. (laughs) Especially the dramatic skate-offs he gets to do when he's line ref. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, he's... He there's no low he won't stoop to when insulting somebody. Oh, no, not at all. As seen when the hockey players, the, the male team goes up against the female team. Yeah. You know, it, like you skates up that one person's like, nice fucking birdcage, but at the end of the day, what are you really protecting? You know, <laughs> just Here's, talking about her mask, like, yeah, it's... 
Here's one that says, I didn't say any of that shit, you dumb broads, but I did say your breath could stop a Mack truck, Benny, and I'll tell that to anyone who'll listen. <laughs> yeah. Oh I mean, God. when he's insulting Riley and Jonesy, I think are the best. Hmm. I mean, his insults are great. And nine times out of ten, it's when they're all in the locker room and he's always taking a shit. Right. <laughs> so, they finally call that out in season eight, too, was whenever... He just he keeps going or whatever, and you all of a sudden just hear Riley go, "The fuck do you eat?" Fuck you! Tell your mom to drain the bank account so she can that she set up for me, top it off so I can get some fucking KFC. I mean, or what was it? The, your mom liked my Instagram post from two from two years ago. Tell her I put my swim trunks on for her anytime she likes. Fuck you, Jonesy. Tell your mom to leave me alone. She's been laying on my waterbed since Labor Day. Oh, Here's one that says, "Should have heard your mom last night. She sounds like a great aunt when I pop. Sounds like a great aunt when I, I popped in for a surprise visit. Like, oh." <laughs> I mean, yeah, they are absolutely... Oh, the coach. We forgot to mention the coach. Oh, yeah, the coach. I love the coach. <laughs> He's such a dick. Oh, he is. And it's always funny, because if you notice, he wears a boot and a regular shoe. Yeah. So that way he can always kick a trash can with the boot. <laughs> I don't have to go back and watch it. Bear, doesn't he? he does. He's, he either throws a trash can or he kicks one while shouting out his signature catchphrase. Fucking embarrassing. <laughs> that reminds me of uh, the boondocks and Riley and Huey's theory that no shit goes down until somebody throws a chair. Yes. <laughs> like... I can't I think it's Riley throws the chair. Yep. And then as soon as it hits, everybody stops when the chair gets thrown. And then it hits the ground and, and hits flat and then everybody riots. Yeah. So I think it's one of those things. Oh yeah. And I love the fact that the coach is never happy. No, and yeah. never. Even he when is, they win. He is just <clears throat> less embarrassed. Like after they win, he comes in, he goes, I have never been less embarrassed of you all in my <laughs> career. Like, he's just a condescending ass. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Especially when he's going after them. He's just like, you all act like a bunch of people took the last Oreo. He's just like, and how about you, Boomtown? Did they take the last special Halloween edition pumpkin Oreo? Because you're going to have to wait till next year to get them back. <laughs> you know, he's and, always got the weird, he's got the, yeah, the, these weird uh, metaphors or whatever. He later turns into a pun machine, though, just about his dead wife, Barbara. Like is that, what season is that? He's sitting at the bar and Gail's talking to oh, him. Oh, that's right. I remember those, yeah. He's just like, I'm just sitting here at the barb getting drunk, trading barbs with Gail. You know, like just <laughs> constantly going through that, yeah. All right. And uh, who else do we got? So we did the hockey player. How about um, we did the skids, we did the hicks, we did the hockey player. Uh, the natives. I was going to say the natives are next. Yeah. But I think the only native I can remember the name of is Tannis. Yeah. Yeah, actually. And well, actually, she's awful white to be a native. Well, that's she, true. She could be, you know... Yeah, first she could be like one-fourth. <laughs> as my First Nation friend called him, she could be Windian. Windian? <laughs> <an> Indian. Nice. <laughs> I will say this, and I've mentioned it several times, Tannis was on Supernatural as yes. Dorothy Gale. Deary was on Supernatural as somebody that Rowena sacrificed for Crowley. Mm. She wasn't happy about it. She was very upset. 
Um, Wayne was in Elysium. Wayne actually He's writes most of these. He writes a lot of this stuff. Him and the preacher. Yeah. Uh, Glenn, yeah. They're like really good friends. <clears throat> I don't know, God. Did we run out of steam laughing about Shorzy? I am. <laughs> oh, my God. Danielle, Danielle's still catching her breath. That's no, the, I'm good. I'm just she's looking still very at stuff about Tannis now. We, uh, we, is it me or is Tannis just smoking hot? Just smoking hot like a well-kept barbecue at a peak of a summer boys. <laughs> she's pretty hot. Like, I've had a thing for Tannis since I started watching the show and she showed up the first time. I was like, what is it about this chick? I'm a little bit afraid of her and it gives me an awkward boner. <laughs> like, I don't know. What, did uh, Wayne conquer that though? He did. Awesome. A couple times. Off and on. Yeah. Wait till you see the end of season two. Well, she kind of. <laughs> well, okay. She kind of conquers him too, though. Like it's she not does. really. It's not really like it's a. I don't know what to call it, but they all eat of, her. At the end of season two, all of Wayne's love interests show up at the same time, and he gets a phone call from Tannis. And it's like his old girlfriend comes back. Yep. The one that left him in the, first, in the first episode, you know, you find out. She comes back. I went. I miss you, Wayne. This other girl that I think he dated during the relationships episode. Yeah. She comes back, and then Tannis calls, and he goes, oh, oh, because everybody, Wayne, I miss you. Oh, Wayne, I miss you. Oh, and then Tannis calls, and he goes, oh, oh, fuck. <laughs> so... I'm not going to give that away, but it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, and what's even funnier is that the opening of season, like in the first episode of season three, they clear that whole part up with like a two-minute conversation. Yeah. Nice. Like it's it's like a 30 set, maybe even 30 seconds. It doesn't it, take no time. And that's another great thing about the show is they summarize the end of the, 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 what happened in the beginning of the show to the end. By the end, everything is summarized. So yeah. I love that about that show. They summarize, recap. Yeah. Um, not only that. Oftentimes do so alphabetically. Yes. <laughs> oh God, the alphabetic, the alphabet aerobics they do in these in this show is probably what keyed me in in the first place. Well, the yeah. insults, the it's just Wayne going off. And sometimes their conversations are the same kind of conversations that you've had with your friends on just a really stupid night. Yeah, maybe not about tearing your nutsack open doing a skateboard trick, but you know, hey, it happens. It does. <laughs> Hey, yeah. I was a, I've been I've been raped by my skateboard before. It's not fun. It's yeah. one time I was on my like roller skates and I was going too fast and I literally fell on my butt. I was like ah! <laughs> I was crying fun. like ah! Yeah, and say it's definitely not it fun. It still those, feels sore when those skates try to become oh, a part of you. Right. The whenever you're wants to be one with you. Whenever you realize your leg's not supposed to bend that way. <laughs> no, I've had fractured lots of things. I actually had to have surgery on my shoulder because of a skateboard injury. So wow. Uh, <clears throat> that was a fucked up sophomore year. Oh my god! I just found the alphabetical alteration. Oh, alliteration, yeah. Alliteration? I cannot talk. I'm so tired. And <laughs> it, well, you had a little bit of oxygen loss from laughing too hard at Shorzy quotes. <laughs> it takes some time to recover. You're laughing at Shorzy quotes the other day. So, uh, a lot of things that make the whole show funny is just the way they talk to each other. It is. You know, they uh, the stupid conversations. Like, Squirrely Dan is very... I mean, everybody's thirsty for Katie. Yes. 
Um, but Squirrely Dan, it's very obvious he's thirsty for Katie. Right. And it's also very obvious that he's never going to get it. Right. And I've <laughs> I actually stole something from Wayne on that too. Are you sure? Are you really about me? Whenever, yeah, whenever just like he brings us fresh lemonades, Katie, and that's what I appreciate about you. Oh, is that and what you appreciate yeah. about me? And then you'll hear Wayne. Take about 45% off there, Squirrely Dan. <laughs> and my favorite time that happened yep. was when Wayne wasn't there. And Katie, it was just Derry and, and Squirrely Dan. And Derry goes, you need to take about 25% off there, Squirrely Dan. Yeah. And Squirrely Dan's like, oh, is we all just saying this now? Right. In the way he, that he says it. It's like anybody can just says that now. But I, I've taken that one. When someone gets too overzealous, I'm like, can not you take about 35% off there? Yeah, you like, take about 35% off. So my my funny part in that was the first um, skit war where they had uh, messed up the drug thing, and um, the natives came and uh, oh, Katie, oh yes, Katie, yes. Katie, Katie said I'll give you something that'll sting a little bit. <laughs> yes, <laughs> which Wayne calls that, and I never thought of this before because <clears throat> I've heard different variations of that. But whenever he looks at her and hands her that bottle when they're drinking later, he just goes. And how about that box trot you pulled, you fucking barbarian? <laughs> yeah. I forgot. Yeah, she totally just... Because uh, she totally kicks Tannis yeah, right in the groin. Like, she's... Yeah. Yeah. Because... Yeah. Box trot. <laughs> and that's also where you get to see everybody's different fighting styles. The hockey players are very rush in. Yeah. Right. Get some momentum going into each punch. Wayne is very much the... I don't know, Marquis of Queensberry rules kind of guy where he's just like standing there waiting for you to make your move and he's going to pop you. Yeah, he's, it's a trading, you know, it's a, you know. The, yeah. the skids, they dance fight. Which is hilarious. And Joint Boy, he's just kind of an all-out brawler. Oh, yeah, he's definitely like a... I love that Joint Boy keeps coming back. Oh, yeah. Like, Joint Boy, he's a little, his other dude, the, uh, the lackey. He even stops. I've seen them in other things. I can't ever think oh, of Oh, I know, them. me too, yeah. I, like, hey, I keep thinking... Boy. Because what he stops in the middle of that fight just to light up a joint before. He yes, he does. He, they even say something at the end of that where they're all drinking together. It's like, yeah. did you spark a joint before the fight? He goes, yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, goes, <laughs> or during the fight, yeah, yeah, ne- I did. Nectar of the gods, boys. Nectar, Nectar of the gods. gods. <laughs> uh, and we, I quote this. I quote Letter Kenny almost daily. Oh yeah. You know, if, whether it's the to be found. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's that's actually probably the one I use the most because, like, my wife and I will talk and I'll be like, to be fair, and she goes, to be fair. And I'll repeat, to be fair. To be fair. It's just a great show. Like, I brought it to my family. Like, I showed it to my little brother, Will, first. And then he, in turn, showed it to my dad. And then I showed it to my wife. And it's just, it just kind of. This was definitely like a word of mouth. Right. I don't know. It's some of the best things hit you that word of mouth. Like, I would have never known about this show. It's not like Canada was advertising this in the USA. No. So, it was just word of mouth. People were finding these clips and just like, look at this. This is hilarious. Fuck yeah, it's hilarious. Especially Shorzy. So, I need to, I need to bone up on Shorzy. That's not like it. I mean... I kind of channeled Blood in there for a second. Well, I like the fact that you find out that Shorzy's ability to play hockey is 
proportional to how much he can mess with the opposing players by chirping at them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because in the, uh, for some reason, somehow, because they note that Canada's laws to qualify as a native are extremely lax, Shorzy, Jonesy, and Riley are able to play. I thought Boomtown was. I thought, like, pretty much the whole team was. Boomtown, Fisky, Yorkie, and I can't remember some of the other Yeah, some of them. Yeah, they, they all somehow qualify to play for the native team. Right. Tannis does a lot of, <clears throat> I think, uh, underhanded money slides to, she to might, get that yeah. past. Because at one, she wants a good team for the natives. Because, uh, what was it, the coach at the end of season seven, he's like, I want I want Jonesy and Riley and Shorzy. And she just goes, okay, Jonesy and Riley definitely aren't native. And she goes, and I don't even know what the fuck Shorzy is. <laughs> Nobody does. But, you don't ever see his face. I mean, it's obviously Wayne. But, yeah, Shorzy actually gets, uh, he can't get into somebody's head during a tournament, and he instead takes a stick and goes for the guy's knee. Oh, God. And takes him out that way because he can't chirp at him to get him to screw up. So <laughs> he can't play. This guy is outplaying him because he can't get in his head, so he just takes the uh, cheaters way out. Yeah. yeah. So he definitely has I a... I made that for you, guys. So. I'm still <laughs> trying to get there. I'll get you It'll be worth it when you do see it. Oh yeah, I mean, it gets they get deeper and deeper into these characters, and it gets funnier and funnier. I mean, Stewart's whole weird, benevolent drug dealer thing is funny as hell. He is an interesting character. I mean, um, speaking of him, <laughs> when him and Katie are dating. And he's well, trying to be, like, passive-aggressive and shit. It's hilarious because Katie calls him out on it. Well, yeah. I mean, even before that, I mean, he she obviously was attracted to him. Um, I don't think on. she was attracted to him so much as she was attracted to the description of said penis. Well, yeah, no, maybe that's what it she, was. She, she finds, out about, she finds out about that <laughs> after they date. Oh, yeah. Because that's when she starts to go try and talk to him again. <laughs> and that's when the other guy is... Uh, currently in that power struggle to her because the actually the insults Katie and that other dude who leave after season two trade are also magnificent. Oh yeah, I'm gonna have to watch that again. I need to rerun through it. I mean there's eight Well it's eight seasons I didn't know about until you guys mentioned it to me. So that's forty he's like forty six episodes or something like that. Something like that. And there needs to be okay. dozens more. I'll figure it out. Hey, if I figure it out. I'll fucking figure it out. What I love about Katie is that she's not afraid to tell like speak her mind, especially when it comes to Wayne. Well, she's very she's a very strong minded woman. I like, say she's, she's, very, oh, yeah, she's like, the only person who controls Wayne. And what's great is like yeah. There's even like one instance where her brother was talking about like what she was wearing, and she's just like, "Not my forte, big bro." Oh yeah, he's just like, "Why don't you put some clothes on?" She just goes, "Not my forte, big brother." Unfortunate. Okay, so apparently there are fifty-four episodes. But, um, damn. Right, so, but yeah, Katie, she is. Because even when Wayne's trying to reclaim the title of the toughest dude in Letterkenny, it's Katie who sets up the ground rules for how he can fight. Yep, they're not allowed to fight in the yard. They have to be yeah. at the end of the lane. Right. You're not allowed to fight at a wedding. Yep, they can't fight at a wedding. Um, <clears throat> Let's see. The I mean, and even at that, whenever, yeah. whenever Joint Boy offers that truce because Wayne beat the hell out of Angie's new boyfriend who kicked his cousin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, she Joint Boy offers a you know a truce to kind of 
share the title or whatever, and Wayne looks back at Katie, and Katie just shakes her head no, and Wayne's like, you know, he takes off the birthday hat at that point and goes to fight Joint Boy. So, yeah, she's she's the power in Letter Kenny. She's the, well, probably the brains, really. Well, I mean, she controls the toughest guy in Letter Kenny. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, she basically can control Letter Kenny. Mm-hmm. Right. And when you find out some of the stuff that Wayne has done to protect her honor... Is, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, what was it? I think they mentioned his senior year in high school. He dug three pits, put a skunk in each one, and then <laughs> yeah. uh, threw the three guys who called her a skank on Facebook or something in them. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, that's what a, tu- a true big brother should do for right. his little sister. I still, I still remember that one prank. Well, it's not really a prank. It's pretty much animal cruelty. I think he was trying to... S- what was it? He said him and Derry were trying to scare off coyotes with a Roman candle and accidentally yes. caught one in the butt. Yes. <laughs> and just yeah. like, yes. I remember that. Sent seven shades of shit all over Dad's work boots. <laughs> <laughs> they ever talk about their parents? Not really. They do talk about their uncle. I know, because, well, isn't it the uncle that died that left him the money? Yeah. They, they said not to, they weren't going to throw a party, and they ended up throwing a party because that's exactly what their uncle would have done. Yep. And I remember that. It was like a, uh, it was kind of like a, what was it, that shark, shark tank, tank? yeah. Where they had to go pitch, like the people in the town had to go pitch ideas to them. Yes. <laughs> and I love Deary and, uh, and Squirrely Dan's idea. It was just basically uh, Dynasty. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, I don't think we can do that because I don't want to get sued. <laughs> but can we still go as blows up beaver dams? <laughs> I still... I love it whenever... Because it, it, it's hilarious. The guy who plays Squirrely Dan, Kay Trevor... Will, is it Williams, I think? Mm. He is. He's an actual stand-up comedian, but for the Letterkenny Talent Show episode, he does stand-up comedy. And it's not that great, but people are laughing at it because he's basically just doing, you know... His stand-up. Yeah, well, not really. He's just doing a whole bunch of, like... You know, like, I always get stuck behind someone at the dollar store who's buying, like, 20 items. And then his punchline is always, kind of makes a fellow wonders. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I remember that. And then people laugh at that. And at the very end of it, Wayne, after having seen some of the other talents before, is like... I like it. Thank you. Yeah. He's like, I I like it because I understand it. (laughs) And everything else I've seen today, I don't understand. Which is actually a perfect way to sum up 2020 in a nutshell. Oh, yeah. Everything else I've seen, I don't understand. (laughs) Right. God. I'm pretty sure 2020 is punishment for Old Town Road. (laughs) <laughs> well, hopefully we haven't hit that point where we ride until we can't no more. Right. You mean uh, they can break your three. <laughs> I do know that K. Trevor Wilson is very upset that Canada, and I wonder, I want to know why, Canada. Canada, can you, can you at me and tell me why you guys don't have crunch berries up there? I, I don't fucking get that. That's fucking weird. I don't understand it either. Squirrely Dan really, really <laughs> likes the crunch berries. If I can quote some way here, you never had fucking crunch berries. You out of your mind? <laughs> I mean, they only have the regular one that just destroys the inside of your mouth. Right. If you're going to destroy the inside of your mouth, you at least need a crunch berry in there. Goddamn. Yeah. I don't know. My favorite, the peanut butter crunch, but that's a top. Peanut butter crunch is prime. Oh, I love it. It is, it is my favorite. 
I don't like milk or cereal. You put peanut butter crunch in front of me, and I'll eat the whole fucking box. Yeah. Okay. So. That'll do. Yep. That'll do. That's yeah. That's my problem. Is well, I can eat a whole box of cereal by myself in one <laughs> sitting, and if it's crunch berries, and yeah, the. Did we lose steam? I think we lost steam. We, we did. So, yeah, I so, think Shorzy ate all of our steam. So we, I wish you weren't so fucking awkward, bud. I wish you weren't so fucking awkward, bud. Hey, Peter Patter, let's get at her, boys. Let's. <laughs> what are some of our favorite moments of this show? So, You're made of spare parts, aren't you, bud? My big thing in there um, with the early seasons I've seen... Um, where that was the whole ostrich talk? I think I mentioned that. Too. <laughs> I yes. That. Yeah. Uh, the ginger and boots. Yeah, yes. the ginger and boots. Uh, the fucking ostrich, you know that, right? <laughs> Allegedly. I was gonna say yes. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly or not, I think you fucked it. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't say shit if my if. mouth wasn't so full of it. <laughs> <laughs> and then um. We also mentioned we we kind of hit on a few of the other characters. Who's the? Uh, do you guys remember the name of the uh, uh, the auctioneer? Dickens. Dickens. They always call him Dickskin, though. Dickskin. Yeah, it's yes. Dickskin. It's Dickens. It's his wife. Because he can't turn off his auctioneer thing. Oh yeah. If, no. if he says a number, he immediately starts going up. <laughs> right. Just like, well, we got five votes. Got five votes. Five votes. Can I hear six? Give me six votes. Six votes over here. Seven. Seven votes. Like, yeah. <laughs> he just starts going into it. And then we got uh, Bonnie McMurray. And McMurray and his weird ass wife. Which mentioning Mrs. one, Mrs. McMurray. Mentioning one other thing about Dickens is that for some reason, whenever a whenever music has to get played, he is completely obsessed with the boot scooting boogie. Yes, he is. Or he demands that this is going to be a boogie, <laughs> and it better be a boot scoot. It's the, don't know why, but it's perfect. I and, think what, and the dude's like 6'8". Oh, one yeah, thing huge. I do want to say that I think is one of my most favorite Shorzy quotes is when he goes, Fuck you, Riley. Your mom will listen to me two Halloween and go shut the fuck up or, I'll take, or I'm taking it to Twitter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it seems like Twitter is like the biggest job oh, yeah. place to just put everything now. I mean, that, yeah, you yeah. know, Twitter's a Facebook good, five years ago. Twitter's a good place to... I thought yeah. it was Instagram these days. Uh, I don't know. Instagram's just pictures. I like that. Well, Nobody you can, can you can say shit, but not really. I say you can put a lot more than just two hundred eighty characters on Instagram. So, I, I, I have a, allegedly there's a whole soft porn thing going on in, on Instagram. Or oh, absolutely is. Twas only every day I get people. I'm following you. I don't care, but I'm not following you. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna get phone crabs from you. Say it closer. My phone caught a virus just from opening this. Right? <laughs> fuck Lemony Snicket. What a series of unfortunate events you fucking been through, you ugly fuck. All right. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. I, it wait, was wasn't that? Timed. I Seriously? That was the hockey players that said that to Stewart. It was. Oh, that's right. It was. Yes. It, it was, was uh, the very first know. episode. I did not know that. 
Because then they immediately discover that Wayne was caught on looking at Grinder, and that's when they immediately turn their attention to him. Just like I hate you guys, but I'm going to turn my attention to him because I hate him more. <laughs> <laughs> I think a really good one from Shorzy is "Fuck you, Riley. Your mom ugly cried because she left the lens cap on the camcorder last night." <laughs> yeah. Also, we were when Cody picked me up today. We were listening to the best of Shorzy on the way here. Yeah. Oh my God. We laughed. Um, it was good times. God. I don't know. It just seems like they when you're watching Letter Kenny, it's great. And then you start talking about it. And it just, I don't know. Like I said, I feel like we lost steam. We did. Like, I think we, we blew the Shorzy cap too soon. Maybe. Right. Yeah, we should have probably left the Shorzy cap too soon. Too soon, Jimmy. Too soon. <laughs> <laughs> That's a quote from Fast and Furious, in case y'all didn't watch the first one. Uh, I did. I stopped watching after like six. I didn't watch any. I don't know. I think about that the time. I'm pretty sure they're just waiting to go to space. I think Pretty about the time. Actually, I think the next one they are. I'm fast and furious and fucking space, man. Uh, man. I just watched John. Hobbs and Shaw. So Little you know. guys. I, I mean, Superman. They turned Idris Elba into Superman on that. But anyway. I quit watching Hello, Superman. What is as your soon name? as I saw The Rock walking down the street holding a minigun shooting at a drone, I'm like, I've hit the peak. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else can happen now. Seriously. But those drones are annoying. You see one hovering over you? And Dude. Must be something that Back off. And if, and if what? The next one that's supposed to have John Cena in it, if The Rock would have been in it, John it would have been the... Oh, uh, what? Event Horizon that collapsed the universe? So <laughs> it would have. So they, they barely escaped it. Now, we still have to wait till next year before the world ends when the world comes full circle and Nicholas play, and Nicholas Cage plays Joe Exotic. That's I think Wayne could play a good Joe Exotic. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, please. <laughs> yes! Wait, you gotta, let's pump the brakes on that idea. Yeah! Pump the brakes, yeah. Pump the brakes so fucking hard, I'm going to slam it through the windshield. That's how... <laughs> Your life's so fucking pathetic, I ran a charity five, 15K to raise awareness for it. That's me. I, I don't... Nah. Shouldn't talk about me like that Shorty. on here. <laughs> Fight God. me, see what happens. Oh, yeah, what's going to happen, Shorty? Three things. I hate you, I hit the pavement, and I jerk off on your driver's side door handle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, I swear to That's you. always funny. That's always funny. <laughs> I think Kager might be broken now. I mean... Nah. I forgot about that. Well, yeah, I mean, that's... Even if you don't watch the show, I'll tell you what, just watch a freaking compilation of Shorzy quotes and you'll get everything you need. I mean, honestly, you can just watch compilations of any of the characters and it's you'll probably laugh until you piss yourself. Fuck That's you, Shorzy, you're a terrible fucking ref. Fuck you, Jones, your life is so pathetic I get a charity tax break just by hanging around you. God. I swear, like... The storylines, too, are actually, like, surprisingly... I don't know. It's almost, in some cases, almost seems like small town mafia. Small town mafia. Sometimes it's almost just wholesome. Yeah. Like despite what they get into or what happens, like it's always kind of like a very wholesome ending. Wayne yeah. is highly conservative <clears throat> in terms of just being very old fashioned. Mm-hmm. But, but he's very open minded. Work too. Yes, but he's very open minded. That's the weird thing. It's like all the characters in the show are open minded to the point where. 
What was it, the episode of Hiccups in? Jay Baruchel? Oh, yeah. Hard right Jay when he comes in. He's trying to rally all of them. And he thinks he can because these are like backwoods rednecks. And he thinks he can rally them to what he calls the hard right, which is just a far more extreme alt-right. Right. All Indeed. six of them or whatever that show up for his rally. Um, but all of them show up at the end to beat the hell out of him. Yes. Yeah, because they hate him. They're tired of his bullshit. And every time he speaks, they're just like, what are you on about? Get out. <laughs> you know, like... I forgot about that episode, too. I haven't gotten enough of it. I watched that one last night. Yeah, it's uh, when he showed up, I was like, it's that guy whose name I can't ever pronounce. Yeah, I was just, yeah, I was just wanting to call him Hiccup at first, and then it takes me a little bit to remember. Ah, uh, where's your dragon? That's all I say. All right. I see that muscle shirt. Your shirt came in today. Muscles, muscle coming tomorrow. Did you get a tracking number? Oh, I hope you got a tracking number. That package is going to be smaller than the one you're sporting now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't wow. get it. That is. Uh, you're not meant to get it. Well, yeah. Was it the? Uh, I just got that package. I know yeah. when the the Jonesy and Shorzy are trying to get over Katie, they try to go get some some big city. Big city slams. Big city slams, yeah. and they're gonna get blowies. <laughs> it, I swear, it it took me for it took me like three seasons to figure out what the hell they were talking about half the time. Oh the, like, yeah, really? I, I swear it did because at certain points I would just tune out. They would start going into their hockey jargon, and I would just like, and all, you know, five minutes later I wake up, wipe the blood from my nose, and then finish the episode. But it's the. You know, like, I I couldn't stand it because at certain points, like, I felt like Wayne did in that first episode. I hated them. Oh, yeah. But then, I think in the first season you're supposed to. Yeah, but then they just get funnier and everybody turns out to be hilarious in that show. Well, you realize, because once they get on their hockey team, you realize they're the losers. Oh, yeah. They are the absolute losers of the hockey team. And so you start kind of feeling bad for them. And then they turn the hockey team around and become the leaders. Right. Somehow. I have no idea how they did that. I still love Boomtown though. Boomtown. Anytime he pussy. <laughs> any anytime he bring like Boomtown always gets the last word and it's always awkward. <laughs> yeah. Especially the one where they're talking about how they qualified for their native status and he's just like, My grandfather was a vicious drunk who married <laughs> like you know, who married my grandmother and beat her savagely. I've gone through many years of therapy to help me come to the realization that that's not the man I want to be as well. <laughs> and he's just like, the only takeaway, be kind because you don't know what battle some people are fighting underneath. Oh, yeah. And it's like, what the f- does what that have to do with after school special? What did that have to do with you talking about how you got native status, which was clearly through bribes? <laughs> right. <laughs> because of tennis. Because Joint Boy, when he sees Boomtown skate by that same episode when they're playing, he just goes, if you're native, I'm Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> Boom. That was pretty good. Yeah. That was pretty good. Oh, shit. Yeah. Come down there. God, yeah. What are we at? I know we're not near. No, we're like an hour and a half in. Oh, God. An hour and a half? Do we have enough to keep going? I hope so. Do you not know, but I do know. Our dad says guys with big trucks have little dinks, and that makes sense because you want a real big truck and got a real little dink. <laughs> Gosh. Katie. Mrs. Katie. Mm-hmm. I think the most awkward one that I've read on here was 
Ariana Grande looks like she's eight tick. Yeah, Ariana Ariana Grande looks like she's eight tick fucker. I'm going to the preschool. You're going. I'm giving the preschool your plate number. Shorzy and Gret's daughter's married a woman. You classless piece of shit. She wouldn't fuck you if you had Mario Dangles and Meissner's dick. That's a lot of Canadianisms. I don't understand. Yeah, that one is like the one that just. I don't know. That was a lot of Canadianisms. Yeah, a lot of this, though, is... I don't know. I think I've been to, like, six hockey games in my entire life, and I just sat there waiting for a fight. Uh, uh, that's like, that's fight. I mean, it's kind of like why you watch NASCAR. You don't watch NASCAR to, for the cars. You watch to see if you're going to wreck. Yeah. That's true. Which is the most interesting thing about NASCAR. Yeah. I like to see them Oh, win. people are going to ask you for that. Right. Well, I like to see them <laughs> occasionally, but I do like to see the... They're making chariot. a left turn! I see the chariot sports. They're making a left turn. Oh, uh, there's no chariots in there? That's going to be interesting. Oh, right. Give them some javelins and throw at each other. <laughs> then I'll be like, dude, this is cool. Ben Hur, anybody? Let's go for it. They have crashed. Hyper opossums, but there isn't, so you got to have to keep picking them off at 22. I swear, every conversation I've ever heard in this show sounds like conversations that I have heard, it, even down to some of the more vulgar insults since I was like five years old. No shit, like on up. Like I think that's I, why I like this show so much is because <clears throat> I kind of relate to it in every way. I've grown up around this; it just seems like second nature at that point. Right, to, which is probably why I have such an issue with the show because I'm not relating to it that well. <laughs> well, see, like <laughs> up until I got to Indiana. I lived in kind of big towns. Lafayette has, uh, Louisiana has about 150,000 people. I lived in Charleston, South Carolina before that. Phoenix, Arizona, uh, San Diego. I get to Indiana, and Bloomington was, at the time, the smallest town I'd ever lived in, and I think there's about, what, 80,000 people in Bloomington? And then now I'm in the near Bedford, which is 15,000. So it just keeps getting smaller. And I lived in a little spit of a town, Olytic, for a minute which I think had like 300 people. But it's basically just Very an annex of Bedford anyway. Right. You know, I'm just right. waiting for Bedford proper to be like, yeah, Olytic, you don't exist. This is just We want your back. Right. And like, there's like a mile between Bedford and Olytic. Wow. Um, so, I mean, and once you get there, it's it, it's silly because it's, like I said, it's about a mile between the two towns. Oh, but, yeah. So, like, I've also... Uh, I don't know. I relate to Letterkenny more just because of the small town areas that I've lived in here. Like, I've never lived. I've I've definitely done me some choring in my days. Yeah, well, the, yeah, you know, I've held bale hay before. I've not bale hay. Which is a terrible idea when you have allergies as bad as mine, but, you know. Hey, favorite. Yeah, you what's a day not being able to breathe? <laughs> I have a really good timed quote, but it's going to sound really, really hateful. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. This is, uh... Well, as Kager was, you know, explaining his life and everything, I'm scrolling through quotes from the show, and one that came up that was from Katie that says, That was well brought up. Too bad you weren't. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Every time Derry burps, That was well brought up. Too bad you weren't. I'm like, yeah, that's always one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. So you, it's interesting. You're explaining your relations to... Um, little to um, Kenny, yeah, um, Larry Kenny, King. and I, I, I too grew up in a small town. Oh, um, I've yeah. never lived in the city. I've been a country kid since I was born. 
Uh, I live in the, actually, as a matter of fact, I live in a town um, that many people are mistaken as Arabia, because that's how it's, that's how it's spelled, that's how it sounds. Mm -hmm. And it actually means in in um, fracking, uh, whatever. Native language. Native I think we broke him too. Yeah. yeah. It means uh, I am Arab. In Arabic, it means I am Arab. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't um, yeah, okay. I but uh, the, pop the population yeah. there, well, yeah. um, and well, actually, in, so yeah, so you have this, you have the shoehorn town. It's incorporated, <laughs> and then you have the big city, which is still a small town compared to the other cities. Mm -hmm. And then on the other side of that, you have another town. It's bigger than where I live, but it's still not as big as the city that I'm part of. Mm. Uh, and then you have a bigger city after that which is you know they call it t-town yeah and then between from t-town to valdosta valdosta is like the big hub right before you get to florida mm -hmm. and then you have above um of the t the bigger town that i went to school at you have macon mm -hmm. you have fort valley you have macon yeah um those are the, those are considered the, the bigger cities before you get to atlanta so i lived in a little shoehorn so i like I said, I'm gonna, but my experiences as a country boy in those towns have been nothing like watching this this show uh, but yeah. it's just it's just a different type that's what i said so that maybe why it's a little harder for me to get into it to understand <laughs> like seriously when i was listening to even my wife she was like what the frick are you watching yeah. and i just said like, watch it with me because i wasn't the there the way that they use terms the way that they compared their life mm -hmm. i know like i said it's comedy it's 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 over it's overreaction, over yeah, yeah. over-exaggeration of life. But I, I, some of the stuff I was like, what the, <laughs> are you serious? Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, yeah, no. I don't think necessarily, I understand you guys living here, this place, me coming here to this place has been totally different than living mm -hmm. in Georgia when I grew up at. It's oh, totally I, different. I oh, yeah. And I've talked to Cody a little bit about the differences a little bit. Mm. But I'm not getting into that right now because it's a whole other subject. But it's it's just trying to find that that space where I, of, of understanding of the show, and I think as I watch it, like I said earlier, it's like a little inoculation. As I watch it, I get it, I get it. It is in like some of those um, isms that she was spitting out. They're hilarious, and, and, and you get you get to understand them, and you got to understand also this is about Canada and. But yeah, it's just my small town experience was way different. I can't, I can't even put my small town experience in the show because it'll be like, you know. On the no, no, I think Co what, how many people live in your town? So where I grew up at, where I, where, where I lived at, it was probably a population of maybe three hundred people. Oh shit! But the bigger, the next town over had a population of probably thirty thousand. Oh okay. So you know. See, I didn't, okay. I didn't have anything like that around me. We were the biggest town in the county. Tell like, City? Yeah, mm, like 5,000. Yeah, and it's a, I, it's a lovely place in terms of like standard of living, everybody knows everybody kind of feel. It's like having Cheers as a town. Everybody knows your <laughs> everybody name. Everybody knows your name. Yeah. yeah, so it's, from that regard, it's not bad, but at the same time, it's an hour to get to anywhere you want to go to actually get something. Right. You know, it's an hour to Louisville. It's an hour to Evansville. Uh, Jasper doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's right. Come at me, Jasper. Um, I don't know. Oh, they're coming. This. They're coming. I'm pretty sure they don't know what the internet is. But, yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, awesome. Uh, 
and I I've always I've always made the joke about Tell City that you know the it's not obviously it's not very diverse. Um, you know, like the ask what diversity it is down there, you get the Anchorman answer. It's an old, old wooden ship used in the Civil War era, I believe. Yeah. Oh goodness. I mean, it's not that it's not that bad, but at the same time, they could use a little bit more in the way of you know that diversity and a little bit bigger mindset at times. Yeah. It's not to say it's a bad place to live. Obviously. It's a great community. It's one of those places where you can, you know, as a fifth grader, I could ride my bike all over town and not have to worry about anybody pulling any weird shit. It's just awesome. Yeah, it's one of those great down-home kind of places where you don't have to worry about the fact that, like, your kids can go run around town anywhere and not have to worry about getting picked up by a stranger. It's pretty awesome for that regard. So this is where I went to school. That's not where I lived. Oh, yeah. See the population there? Sorry, because I over-exaggerate the population, but that's about the population. Oh, there we go. So now I'm going to show you where I actually live. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, so where I grew up at, it's one of those, like I said, not not a whole lot of diversity, but it's also a small town in Indiana. Good luck finding that in any small town in Indiana, honestly. Right. Unless you get close to Indianapolis. Mm, yeah, where I actually live. I mean, when I lived in Monrovia, 586 we, people, shit. Wow. Where we lived, we lived maybe about 10, 15 minutes from the actual town. And then if you ever needed to go to Mooresville or even Plainfield, it was about a 35 to 40 minute drive just to get that. Now when I lived with my mom in Shelbyville, we lived right outside of town, so getting into town is no problem. But getting to school was at least a 20 minute drive just to get out to school. And, and I, then, just to get anywhere else, it was like... And I, I grew up around that, like, no-nonsense way of talking like they have in Letterkenny, where it's vulgar, but it's to the point. Right. It makes sense. Like, they're not sugarcoating it because, you know, if you're a dumbass, they're going to call you that. Right. Like, like, I don't care if you're five, buck up. Like, you know, it's one of those... <laughs> it's not that bad, but it's, you know, it's that no-nonsense style that no-nonsense approach. It's very common sense. Like Kind of like uh, Australia. They don't give two shits about your feelings. Yeah, but it's it's common sense for the area, though. Clearly, whenever they go out of town, they're not talking that same shit. Cause oh, they, no. Yeah, because they know they'll get put on the floor, potentially. Well, it's yeah, just right. not the way it's going to work. Evidently. Yeah. <laughs> now, to be fair... To be fair. To be fair... One of the quotes that I came across was, get off that cross, we need the wood bed. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I remember Wayne says that one. So then, I, I'm assuming you guys would consider Wayne the actual the alpha of the whole group. Yeah. I, I would say he's just straight up the main character. Isn't I would he? say he's the alpha male, but Katie's the alpha overall. Uh, I feel like if there's ever a problem in Letterkenny, everybody goes to Wayne about it. Yeah, pretty much. They do, but that's also, and that's weird because his saying, the... You know, when a friend asks for help, you help them. That's also the mentality I grew up around. Yeah, it's like I can see that. Yeah, you might call this person every name in the book behind their back, but if they ask for help, you're still gonna help them. It's like they all think McMurray's a piece of shit in the show, and they say it. Which is funny because McMurray is definitely like Wayne. Yeah. Oh, it's even. They even have the same greeting. It's just they never know how to start it. Right. 
Which is why they interrupt each other all the time. All the time. They always talk at the same time. It's uh, it's kind of funny, but I think when Murray is uh, like a lamer Wayne. Oh, easily, yeah. He is a clueless Wayne who is... I don't know. I wouldn't even call him extreme redneck. It's like he's a... He is clearly the black sheep yeah. of that town, even though he has a lot of their same sens- sensibilities. And they, well, do, it's like, they do come together for the Canadian geese. Well, of course, you got to protect the Canadian gooses. <laughs> yeah. And then the, the whole town comes together to fight the yeah. natives. Yeah. So when the natives come, like the whole town gets together, and they're all, at the end, drinking at the bar. Yeah. So, I mean... Except then, in the later seasons, they're allied with the natives against D-Gens. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like one of those where if Tannis wouldn't have started, like, burning down half of Letterkenny, then they wouldn't have had a problem. But when she did that, yeah, then uh, yeah. it's well, the only time Wayne alters his greeting, too, in the entire series. Uh, yeah. So, Wayne, how are you now? Good, and you? Deadly. <laughs> well, so Tennis' father sort of, um, Tennis' father sort of told Wayne, though, um, his daughter was a shark, like, she was dangerous, so we wouldn't be wary of her, so, yeah. I, I still don't understand why she went around and took out, just because, um, the tweakers did what they did to, you know, on their deal, why she went and punished everybody else, that made no sense. I mean, what was she thinking? <laughs> she wanted to claim Alpha. I think of the town. I think she also wanted to get everybody turned against the skids too, even though she would never get her money back that way. Yeah. I don't think it made sense either. No, but Katie definitely showed who was who. She did. Right. <laughs> she did. How about that fox trot there? Box trot. Yeah. Box trot. Box trot. You savage. <laughs> but uh, Tannis unleashed probably the most brutal insults I have ever heard at Stewart, though. Right before Katie came in and gave her the, the box true. kick she deserved. True. Uh, what were some of those? Um, because what was it? She even, Tannis, I can remember probably the one I thought was the meanest, most brutal, and definitely uncalled for was, my cousin has fetal alcohol syndrome and works yeah. at a fucking bank. What's your excuse? Yeah, she did. I remember that. That was... Yeah, that was a little brutal. And then, uh, I bet your mom wishes she had a sewn-up snapper as soon as you came out. Because like <laughs> even Wayne's like, Tannis, that's enough. And she tells him to shut up. Yeah. And that's when and Katie, Katie shows like, nope. up. Like, no, no. no. You just step oh, that boundary. Box truck. This has got to sting a little bit, right? I mean, you're short, you're ugly, you're incompetent, you're fucking broke. Fucking A, you're a fucking addict, you're hopeless. Yeah, I mean, you're such a tragedy that even these... That even all these people here, even here, who hate you, will bail you out just so then they can, what's the word, erase you. My cousin was born with fetal alcohol syndrome and he works at a fucking bank. What's your fucking excuse? Look at you. You got bloodshot eyes, runny nose, fucking greasy hair, scabs everywhere. What is that? What's that right there? You see that? Is that cum, dried cum on your fucking zipper? <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, you're pointless. Oh, I bet the second you popped out, now. your mom wished she had... She had a sewn-up snapper, probably. You've been better if you grew up on a sickly side inside the womb and killed both of you before it fucking rolled out and started fucking up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... I mean, Stuart, honestly... That... It was kind of nail on the woo, head with him, but... Well, it was, but it's just vicious. Oh, it was like, vicious. It was I guess, vicious. you know, like... God. 
Not to mention, you know, there's definitely a huge genetic component to addiction. She should show a little bit of sympathy. <laughs> but. Oh. But still, like, sometimes they get downright brutal, and Tannis got everything that was coming to her by the end of that one. Oh, she yeah, did. she did. She definitely did. Well, still, even during the fight, her and Wayne are basically talking about hooking up. Yeah. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Some... And they do. I mean, they totally do. Right. Because uh... Wayne banishes her from Letterkenny at that, that fight. Oh, yeah, I remember like, that. You get this money, and if we That's ever true. see you in so much... Or if we ever see you in town for so much as to pump your gas, we'll get you. Right. You like, did say that. He goes yeah. back on that, though. Yeah, whenever they uh, they make peace or whatever, when the hockey players mm. have that game at the res. Yeah, they... Um, yeah, they, they make, make peace. They make peace because she shows Wayne the three-legged dog. Yeah, the three-legged dog, and then she shows Wayne the three-legged... Then Wayne shows her the three-legged dog. <laughs> right. Yeah, so, yeah, Wayne is... Uh, his weakness is definitely the puppers. <laughs> Get her in the fucking puppers, bud. <laughs> I love that. Whenever, yeah, if Derry's being too awkward, it's either wish you weren't so fucking awkward, bud, or get this man a fucking puppers. It's like, wish get, you weren't so fucking awkward, bud. Get him some, get some drink in him. But, yeah, I mean, Ooh. it's kind of weird, because there's certain aspects of that that kind of remind me of King of the Hill a little bit, too, which also reminds me of growing up. Like where I did. In a small town. Yeah. Like the the fact that they all, the four of them sit around at a bar. Same I don't know. Bar. Arlen, Texas is the biggest small town I've ever seen. <laughs> they have everything. That's true. They do have everything. But, yeah, I mean. Walmart associate or affiliate. Because I can remember, like, where my dad would frequent. He would basically pick me up. Like after practice or after like at my grandma's house, which was right across the street from this place that he used to frequent. Uh, you know, I'm like four or five going on up. Like this is after school. I've got my homework done. He's just like, well, let's go sit at this bar for a little bit while I have a few. And I could sit at the bar with him in that place. Oh, yeah. It's every, as you can. Everybody knew. No, you know, no vice officers coming in to check that shit out. Who right. cares? So, yeah, I would spend, you know... Excise is not checking, you know, scoping the place. I would spend, you know, a couple hours there and then go home, uh, you know, sitting there having Cokes at the bar while my dad's having, you know, a... What was that movie? Cheap like, a, a cheap beer. Cheap beer. No, no, cheap beer. Like, oh, this, okay. he, this, no, this man is, if it's cheap, it's great. Because we're talking, like, Milwaukee's best. I, I don't know if anybody ever remembers Sterling beer. It was the worst piss water on the market. Like, if you ever thought Coors... Hams now. If you ever thought Coors, Pabst, Milwaukee's Best, or whatever was the worst, see if you can find an old can of Sterling somewhere, because it doesn't <laughs> exist anymore, and they tried to bring it back as a craft beer, but I think the damage was done from its first go-around. I mean, I remember the, my favorite bar in Louisiana, which doesn't exist anymore, it went up in flames, hmm. which I'm half wondering if it wasn't on purpose. But uh, they had sure, they had fifty dollars. cent drafts, and I would go there with five dollars and get just hammered. So, I mean, it probably a little more than five, but and I always get a shot. But yeah, there's a there's a reason you frequent certain bars. It's just cheap. <laughs> Modines. Oh yeah, I mean. Uh, I I mean just like growing up at that like I. 
clearly feel like whenever you're sitting at the bar in those episodes, I'm like, yep, that's a callback to my youth. Like, <laughs> See, I never went into a bar as a child. <laughs> of course, I lived in bigger cities and towns as right. a child, and that shit just wasn't happening. No. Um, I mean, had I grown up in, like, Bedford or Olytic, maybe. But, I don't know, I feel like Bedford is... I don't know, it's very corrupt there, so... I mean, yeah. I, I grew up with four-wheelers and that kind of stuff. Like, my, my family, we actually lived in town, but I knew everyone else who lived outside of town. So, four-wheelers were a huge part of my life. The only difference between that and Letterkenny is that, well, there were no snowmobiles. We didn't have to worry about it. A snowmobile's a sled. The sled's a snowmobile. Right. And has an engine, the other doesn't. Well, I, there's that whole there's a whole episode where, uh, well, it's that cold open that he sent us the other day. Okay. Yesterday. It was uh, snowmobiles a sled, a sled <laughs> a snowmobile. There's no difference between them. And yeah, so I mean, it definitely it's kind of weird because it gives me nostalgia for a time that I would never want to go back to. <laughs> like I, admittedly, I kind of. This is part of your life that happened. Yeah, it's part of my life that happened. I look back on fondly, but realize that. Good lord, times have changed. Like, oh yeah, thankfully, some for the best, some for the worst. Yep. Trump's president. Who would have fucking thought that would happen? Uh, yeah. I almost wish it was. Man, who broke the time machine? That's, that's for good. Whoever's yeah. going back in time and fucking things up worse, quit it. <laughs> Take lessons from the Flash. You can't it's change. Probably the same guy who fucked up in Twelve Monkeys. That's that's. Oh, what oh Which Twelve Monkeys? I'm not talking about the show. I'm talking about. As we said, the show was yeah. actually pretty good. No, the because Bruce Willis. Yeah, Bruce Willis definitely does not succeed in that movie. No, I mean the fact that he watches his own death is kind of weird. Yeah, it's really weird. I still think we need to do where we watch bad movies and in, in uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000, the bad movies. Okay, yeah. I mean, we're run the marathon on the show, so. We should just do a Nicolas Cage marathon, like, circa hey. 2010. I think that like, could be just a podcast we, in and of itself. We can start with Bangkok Dangerous and then regret oh, all of gosh. our life choices before the end of <laughs> oh, Bangkok gosh. Dangerous. I have seen Bangkok Dangerous. I know. I don't remember any of it, but yeah. I've seen I, I have remember seen it. the end because the end, I'm like, this is justice, but it's not. <laughs> it's whenever, for some reason, he puts the gun up to his own head shoots himself in the head while having his head pressed against the guy he's trying to kill and he kills them both and I still don't understand. <laughs> and it's probably because I've tried to block most of that movie from my memory but I like can't I said, do it. I know I've seen it. I couldn't tell you what it was about. I, there's been a few... Every movie that I've ever almost walked out of my own house watching <laughs> has, I gotta go. <laughs> has, has been a Nicolas Cage movie. I, I think... I don't know. Uh, I do feel like that if we do ever do this movie, this bad movie thing, <laughs> Dolph Lundgren's Punisher is something I'm going to force you guys to watch. You motherfucker. <laughs> Why don't we just go I ahead should... and watch that shitty Fantastic Four from the 90s either, which I owe an apology when I said that, you know, some people were hating on the second worst Fantastic Four movie. I forgot the one from the 90s even existed. I, that, and most people haven't so just seen it. One, isn't yeah. It? No, 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 no. This was pre-Jessica Alba. Yeah. Fantastic Four. 
This and one came out like apparently pre-special effects. Actually, it was never too. released. I'm not so sure their Mr. Fantastic wasn't a Stretch Armstrong doll. <laughs> like that's it's how, bad. It's bad. It's pretty shitty. It never made. It, re, it didn't get released. So it's if, the Star if, if anybody's Wars. seen it, it's probably been leaked. It's the Star Wars holiday special of a film catalog for Marvel. It is 100% the one thing. But if we're going to go that far back, there are two or three Captain America movies. I know. Three. No, I was going to say, wasn't Dolph longer than one of them? But no, I don't, I don't think, think so. so. No. But there's like a couple of Captain America movies, and I've seen them both. I think there's two. I think I've seen them both. Yeah. Um, and I think they came out in like the 70s. We can all... Oh, God. Yeah. So, we should definitely do that, because, yeah, punishment sometimes is... I just remember one of my favorite episodes, I can't even remember the movie they were watching, but one of my favorite episodes of Mystery Science Theater 3000, it's the opening credits, mm -hmm. it's just the opening credits, and right after it, it goes two years later. They're like, from the credits? <laughs> like, there was no scene before the credits. Two years later. What? <laughs> my, my two favorite episodes of that show they ever did were Time Chasers and um, Future War. Oh, I, gotta, I need to watch those. Oh, again. I swear. Like, Time Chasers has one of the dumbest moments in a movie I've ever seen. I don't know. I've seen Plan 9 from Outer Space. So have I, but you can't fuck up on a level that... Okay, I'll just tell you what happens. The guy goes back in time, in Time Chasers. He's getting chased by some villains, you know, the bad guy's henchmen, whatever. So he steals a car from the airport that he's at. He drives it two feet before he hits a stack of cardboard boxes and flips it. <laughs> no, no, no. Hold on. Just and up. Just, just wait a second because it gets worse. Oh, it does. Just wait. So he gets out unscathed. Yeah, well, he obviously couldn't get enough. Sp I don't know. I flipped the damn car with as much speed as he couldn't have gotten <laughs> on some shitty like '80s Volvo. Like, but. He gets out and he steals a bike. Like a bicycle? A bicycle, yes. <laughs> he, 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 too. No. The guys who are chasing him in a truck stop the truck, get out, take two bicycles, and chase after him. Because that makes sense. Right? <laughs> so, yeah. And their joke... I shit you not, is the greatest joke I've ever heard was, bicycles, eh? We accept your choice in vehicle on guard. <laughs> what kind of scene movie was this? I love, I I love his mystery science theater. Is there any more? The worst movies to watch. And made fun of them the entire time. It was amazing. I loved it. I, yeah. It's like Red Dwarf. But I have never... Oh, Red Dwarf is amazing, sir. I love Red Dwarf. They're having a new season coming out. Because like I said, I've seen some really bad movies with some really questionable choices. We just talked about Bangkok Dangerous, but that, Time Chasers, will forever stand out to me as that one. However, Future War has one of the guys who played one of the agents in The Matrix as the star, okay. who is kind of supposed to be like a Jean-Claude Van Damme type in the movie, which is why they always refer to him as Jean-Claude Gosh Darn. <laughs> but 
It's basically robots from the future are hunting him down, but they also have tamed dinosaurs that they somehow bring back with them. <laughs> what? <laughs> and I swear to God, at one point, he starts throwing empty cardboard boxes at one of the robots chasing him, and they're, like, swatting him out of the way. It's like a weird Terminator-Jurassic Park hybrid that, by the end of it, is full, so full of continuity errors that you can't tell if you watched a movie that was shot like Pulp Fiction, like, but not on purpose. <laughs> I don't know. We might have to sit back and watch Velocipaster. Oh, See, at least that's B-movie schlock and goodness, though. Since, since we're, like, way off topic from Oh, yeah, super happen. off topic. Like, we lost steam I, after the Shorzy thing. Well, I'm sorry! My, but this, I was scrolling through today. my Facebook because, you know... <laughs> Shit be going down, and I come across this. Is that a Furby pizza? Yes, somebody actually took the face of a Furby off of a Furby and sewed it onto fabric that looks like pizza. Well, now if we figured out if Furbies were real, what their only practical use in the real world would be. And his name is Peppy. (laughs) Have you seen the one where they basically made like a human centipede out of the Furbies? Oh God! It's kind of frightening, and I kind of want one at the same time. Big catch today. (laughs) Oh, I don't know, guys. We are way off topic. We've run out of steam. You want to call it? This will just be a short episode. Yeah, I'll call it. Any Furby, kill it with fire. You're right. Yeah, definitely. Furbies are evil. That's not a funny Furby story. I'm gonna tell you guys after the podcast. I'm sorry you just said funny Furby story. That's like saying good Nicolas Cage movie these days. I know. These days. Okay, you gotta admit. I think we talked about this last time. Yeah, Mandy and Mom and Dad were the best. Um, Into the Spider Verse. Okay, fair enough. I knew I had to be there. Yeah. yeah. And I think the one before that although, I think was kick-ass. Although he said something in Into the Spider-Verse that truly is the worst way to die. It's just him coming up behind you and going, sleep. That's the, <laughs> if that's the last thing I heard, I would be 100% sure I wasn't waking up. <laughs> oh, Nicholas Cage. You know why he does all these horrible movies, right? IRS tax liens? No. <laughs> Child support. Out. There you go. Ah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you have like 11 <clears throat> kids with like 10 different people. And he just yeah, loves, he loves giving them You know what the weird part is, though? It's like, I know a lot of his movies I'm not going to like, but I will watch them anyway because I'm really hoping he comes back. Right. He was great at one point. Uh, he Like, he's a legend, but that legend is kind of starting to move into like... Elvis, fat Elvis karate movie territory. <laughs> and it's kind of hurting. We'll have to, have to make you guys watch Frozen Ground. <laughs> Which is actually based on a true story. But they fucked it up so bad it's fictional. <laughs> it's wow. about a serial killer that really happened. But they fucked it up so bad. Oh. And that, we just learned, is the value of doing research. <laughs> right? You can tell he's phoning it in the whole time, too. It's got a... What was her name? The main character girl from a High School Musical. Vanessa Hudgens? Yeah, she's in it. Uh, John Cusack's in it. So you would think this would be a halfway she decent movie, and it's not. It's awful. It's fucking terrible. We, we fucking rag on Nicolas Cage a lot on this show. <laughs> I'm sorry, but he's... I still haven't forget. Like, I only spent a dollar to rent Drive Angry 3D out of Redbox, and I got pissed. 
Like, I spent that money and I was mad. I straight bought the Dolph Lundgren movie. Dolph Lundgren Punisher movie. Sometimes there are movies that are so bad that you have to have them. Like, in all honesty, if I could get my hands on a legitimate VHS copy of the Star Wars Christmas special, I'd get it. And every Christmas I would subject somebody I love to watch it. I subjected my little brother Michael to Dolph Lundgren Punisher. He looked at me, almost slapped me in the face, and told me to never do that again. Right? There are very few movies that you can make somebody watch for free and they will hate you for it. And it's so bad that I can't watch it. Like, I've seen it so many times that I can't, I literally can't watch the Dolph Lundgren Punisher. Like, I, the entire time we were watching it with my little brother, I was playing on my phone. I was just like, I'm fucking still on. You know the weird part is, is I think Netflix has broken me to a certain degree because when it comes to movies like that, sometimes I'll see, like if I'm searching through the queue and I can't find anything, if I see a shitty movie that I recognize, I'm like, oh, fuck it, that's it. <laughs> and then I'll just and then like ten minutes. You know they have in. a shuffle oh, option did? on Netflix. You can just hit the shuffle and it'll just play whatever. It's like a roulette wheel where nobody wins. Exactly. <laughs> Bet on black. Sorry, you still lost somehow. <laughs> Uh, oh hell! I can't, All right. Yeah, I can't do it. Call it. <laughs> I mean, we we're we're dragging. <laughs> Fuck my entire fucking life. We just figured out how to go from Letterkenny to this. <laughs> like that was. And I Letterkenny, just, which was amazing. And I just brought Shorzy out on that one. So <laughs> we we began. The derail with Shorzy and ended with Shorzy. Right. The de- with Shorzy derailed us. <clears throat> oh fuck! Follow us on all the social shits. And Jared Kiso, you are the magnificent bastard this week. I think. Thank you for giving us Letter Kenny. Oh yeah, uh, we haven't been doing the magnificent bastards the last few times, and yeah, I mean, I know that the DC fandom kind of there there wasn't one to have. No, unless everybody kissing James Gunn's ass was the... Maybe. You know. uh, I mean, James Gunn is a magnificent bastard. I'd also give Pedro Selva, though. He is definitely a magnificent bastard. He needs to be Bond. Fuck it. I want him to be Bond. Oh, 100%. He won't play it now. He's going to give it to him. So Can I just call it and say that it has to either be Wayne or Shorzy, even though they're technically the same person? Yeah, it's, uh, what was it? Uh, Kiso. Yeah, Jared Kiso. Jared Kiso. He's, he's a magnificent yeah. bastard. He figured this out. It's amazing. Yeah. Watch it. We derailed horribly. This is probably the shortest episode we've ever done. Uh, we've had a few that have gone yeah. right around an hour, I think. Well, of course. That was probably... <laughs> Some people might prefer that, not hear my gingery ass talking all that long. But... Ah, fuck it, we got... People listen. I know people listen. I mean, yeah, seriously. I'm, I think I'm related to most of the people that listen. <laughs> I don't even know if my friends listen to this. Yeah, I, I, some of mine do. I know. Uh, That's a gut punch to, for me to say out loud. But yeah, I, I know my friend Cassie does because she when she listens while she's working. Mm. So, although since she's been working from home, she doesn't listen because she's also got her children there. Right, and they're doing you know online yeah. work, so I she has to wrangle them. I talk about it on my Twitch streams. No, she does. I need to get Twitch. God damn it! I need to fix my PlayStation so I can Twitch. Yeah, I just streamed. Uh, the first third of Banjo Kazooie. Apparently, it took me an hour to do it. Damn. Yeah, I got yeah. I got that down to a science too. 
right. I don't think I didn't look at it when I saw you streaming it. Was whether I don't know how detailed it was, but I did see you streaming. It, so. RBG, anything to plug? Uh, no, not not for this one. I'm like right. I said, I'm I'm I'm, I'm in learning. So. Shorzy just derailed everything. Well, it's like we hit the comedic jackpot with that. Like he's extremely, he's extremely vulgar and crude. But anybody who's ever played a sport and been in the locker room, that's him. That's that asshole that no one really, you know. Yeah, he's hilarious. But God, you really don't want to talk to him outside. No, not at all. And and that's that's the I think that's part of the the appeal to that though is like all these people. Like I said, I've heard conversations like these just oh, absolutely. around. I think that's what makes it funny is like you've heard these these are conversations you kind of had. Yeah, I mean so. from the time I was like 5 years old to now, I can recall all of these things and it's just a matter of like, you know, I'm surprised I'm not rougher around the edges than I am, I guess, hearing some of that shit, but you went to college. Is that yeah. what it is? You went to college. Sure. I, I went guess, to college. I I guess we'll call it that. Um Yes, I did go to college. I think I think it was that eagerness. Okay. I think it was that eagerness I had to get away from that small town mentality, though. Too. Right. But there's still parts of it that every now and then, like there's parts of the small town t- community that are very oh. uh, attractive. They're very very attractive. Uh, yes. You know, it's quiet. Yeah, that's what I loved about living in Olytic. It was like I didn't Safe. have to worry about. Yeah, you know. I think the, the the cops and the fire department knocked on the door one time because they were doing a drill hmm. on what would happen if a meth lab exploded and where we would have to go to evacuate. Wow, that's... And they used our garage as the said meth lab. Ah. <laughs> so we had to evacuate like 100 yards or something away. But I mean, yeah, it's that small town mentality. Like if anybody would rob you, they'd be like, oh yeah, that's, uh, what was it, Jeffrey's cousin who works down at the hardware store. Right. Like, go, go find that guy. Hey, go talk to Dave, the cop. Him and his brother are working, and they should be having a donut down at the gas station. Right. You like, know? Yeah, so it's one of those kind of things. It, it highlights the appeal of living in a small town, but also the things that don't make it so nice. Right. Like, you know. It's like I said earlier, you know, everybody thinks it's quaint growing up in a small, living in a small town. You just watch all your peers turn into drug addicts, and they're cows. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, underage drinking is a pastime. That's the like the pastime because right. about the only other thing you have in town is a bowling alley and a movie theater and not everybody wants to go roll. <laughs> Either way. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> it was a friend of mine when she turned 21 she goes, yeah, now I can legally do something I've been doing since I was 15. Right. <laughs> you know? All right. <clears throat> Sign off, guys? Question mark? I'm Kegger. Yeah. Ray VG. And Cody. And <laughs> little guy. And Danny. Rainbow. Danny Rainbow. Uh, no, it's just Rainbow. Because <laughs> I'm just so full of love and, you know, life. All right. You guys have a good night. Peace. Don't do drugs.